0: to my real inspiration for Peter Pan. Hi, Cameron. We all love you. Happy birthday from Nadia. You'll
1: have a treasure if you stay there, more precious far than gold. For once you have found your way, grow old and that's my home where dreams are born and time is never planned just think of lovely things and your heart will fly on wings forever in never never
2: Cameron, you still shine in my world and the candle I light for you on this day, and your laughter rings clear in my memory. Belinda Jean Firefly Rondano Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Lost Traveler. This is your host, Henry Cameron Allen. Uh, Today marks the 25th birthday of my son, Cameron David Allen. He would be 25 years old today. I call it Cameron's Feast. Uh, I don't really celebrate it as a birthday so much anymore because, um, sadly, Cameron passed away from brain cancer at age 13 in 2008. And so every year on this day, April 16th, no matter what day of the week it falls on, I celebrate Cameron's feast. The kid loved to eat. Let me tell you something. His favorite was chicken and mashed potatoes, and that's what I'll be having on Thursday, as is my annual tradition um, and that's what I invite everyone to do, to light a candle, to think about Cameron, to think about what an incredible soul he is, and, uh, and also think about your other loved ones who may be on the other side um, and uh, the impact that they and, and Cameron, if you knew him or if you knew of him, uh, if they've impacted your life and sort of reflect on the legacy that you're leaving behind. And um, I think that reflection is certainly a life skill that um, we can develop and cultivate for our time and for this uncertain future. Um, Right now, we have the gift of being home, being somewhat isolated, some more than others, and we can take the time to reflect on the other side of this thing. Um, What can we bring back into the world? What legacy do we want to leave that others can remember us with? And uh, and so today is dedicated to Cameron. He was born in 1995, April 16th, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. <coughs> and he attended City of Lakes Waldorf School from uh, first through fifth grade, I think it was, and then went to the Dowling School um, after that, and, uh, he, he ended up, um, mostly being homeschooled and, uh, not really being able to continue his education as he got more ill, but, uh, but he loved Minneapolis, as did I. We had a, a beautiful and large community there who, uh, certainly feel today his loss, and, um, it's, uh, it's been a long time. It's uh, going on 12 years this September since his passing. Um, I want this uh, this podcast to be a celebration of his life. And so throughout the podcast, you're going to hear messages from friends and family all around the world um, celebrating him, remembering him, and connecting with his energy. Um it's, it's a special time of year. In years past, uh, we have done Cameron's Feast events in various places all around, uh, but mostly in Gloucester, Massachusetts, where uh, I had the Folklore Theatre Company. And um, one year, uh, I had the idea of, um, of showing a film in his honor, At Cameron's Feast, he was obsessed with Peter Pan. Since he could understand language, and I read that story to him, he was obsessed with it. And for me, he'll always be the boy who would not grow up. Um, And so um, I was telling a friend about this, and he had a band in Boston, or he was a member of a band in Boston called Bent Knee. And they offered to write an original score to accompany the silent film from 1924 of Peter Pan. And so that became an annual tradition. I am hoping to take that score, match it up with the film, and uh, create a unique video uh, that I can uh, either post on Facebook or on YouTube or some other place, maybe my website, uh, that can honor the spirit of Cameron as the boy who would not grow up. Um, and so um, that was a really, really special memory um, and gift uh, to, uh, to provide that uh, new score in Cameron's honor uh, of a story that he cared for and loved so very much.
3: As a grandparent, one never thinks that they're going to outlive a grandchild, and especially one. When- as wonderful as Cameron David Allen. While we live many miles away and could only see each other a couple times a year, we spoke often and shared thoughts and ideas. We miss your wisdom. We miss your belly laugh. We miss playing Uno with you. And on your birthday, we miss having you tell us about the mac and cheese or the mashed potatoes or the sushi shrimp or all the fun things that you're doing. We miss your costumes and your joy of life. And we're sending you our love, our best, and one day, we hope, I'll feel those arms around my neck and that giggle in my ear. Love you, Cameron.
0: Hello, I'm sitting here in the sun in Sintra, Portugal. Thank you, Cameron. Sending out big love to those who are remembering him today and missing him. We're going to just celebrate knowing about this boy. Be genius.
2: In fact, for Cameron's, I believe it was his third birthday. I believe it was his third birthday or fourth. We uh, had a special theme party for him. We did a theme party for him every year. And um, he, uh, he delighted at the idea of having a Peter Pan theme party. And one of our great friends and uh, also a teacher of his, uh, Renee, um, hosted it at her house. She had a big backyard. And everyone came in costume. I was Captain Hook. Of course, Cameron was the pan himself. And uh, other friends came dressed as uh, Indians and others as pirates. And a lot of his girlfriends came as Wendy. And there were Lost Boys and Tinkerbells. And it was just, we had Mary Martin playing in the background. <laughs> it was incredible. And I, I I have to give a side note that uh, Mary Martin, who played Peter Pan on Broadway and in the television uh, episode that that uh, many of us of my generation remember seeing every year uh on t v um she actually spoke at my high school graduation, which was really kind of surreal that I got to spend time with and meet Mary martin uh who I had looked up to my whole childhood and then to pass the spirit of Peter Pan on to cameron and uh He loved the, uh, the film of the play, musical play of Peter Pan with Mary Martin that we had on DVD. And, uh, so that was kind of a full circle moment for me to have the soundtrack of, uh, of that original cast of Peter Pan, uh, playing in the background while we, uh, had a giant silk sail attached to the tree, and we had the Mermaid Lagoon and the Indian Village, and we had the Pirates' Cove, and uh, the birthday cake that I made him was a, a map, a treasure map of Neverland, and it was very, very special. I think that was his fourth birthday. His third birthday was a Wizard of Oz theme party, and he was the lion. No, he was the Tin Man. I was the lion. I rented a costume. And, uh, we, I spray painted a, a funnel silver to put on his head and, uh, I still have his silver boots, his tiny little three-year-old silver boots that, uh, that I spray painted silver for his Tin man costume. And, uh, it was, we were going to have it at a, one of his favorite playgrounds and he, um, it was going to rain that day. And so we had it in a friend's, uh, function room at his apartment or condo complex and we made Oz in the uh, the function room. Um, I got a, uh, you know, those rolls of yellow uh, or different colored uh, plastic that you can put over picnic tables. I got a big roll of yellow and that meandered through the whole room uh, as the yellow brick road. And my friend Renee, again, dressed as Dorothy and she... Um, had a ruby slippers and a little basket and took the kids through Oz. And it was very, very cool. Uh, we had Glinda, the scarecrow, and another friend also playing the Tin Man. And then I was the lion. Um, and at each station, they had a game to play. And that was really cool. Like with Glinda, it was uh, toss the Toto into the basket. And so uh, we had a little black stuffed animal dog and uh the kids had to it was like a a beanbag toss but it was toto into a basket um the uh scarecrow was a trivia uh game with questions about the story or the movie of the wizard of oz that the kids had to answer and the tin man was musical chairs and uh they did musical chairs to the tune of, of if i only had a heart um, and at each station as well, they got a little prize uh, at the Glinda station they got a little bottle of bubbles because that's how she traveled around in bubbles and at the uh scarecrow station, they got a little uh diploma, little scroll with a, a ribbon uh doctor of thinkology, and they got a little sculpy heart uh that we made um on a ribbon uh for the Tin Man. And then they had to get through, oh, we had all these potted plants and ferns and palms that, were, that made up the forest. And they had to get through the forest, but they had, also had to get through the Wicked Witch of the West. And uh, my friend Rosie <laughs> played the Wicked Witch of the West. And um, they had to play Limbo, with the broomstick. That was the game to get past the witch. They had to do limbo. Uh and then they got to the lion on the other side of the forest and that was me in costume and I made a big uh pin the tail on the lion game. And uh there was a poster with a, a drawing of the lion and it said somebody pulled my tail, I think <laughs> over the top of it and they had to pin the tail on the lion. That was really fun. And then all the way at the end of the room, there was a long hallway. And uh, my friend Lloyd was dressed as the wizard all the way down. And we filled the hallway with emerald green balloons. And the kids had to uh, throw a balloon up and keep it all the way up in the air. Oh, the prize with me with the lion was another Sculpey. It was a medallion uh, that said courage that they got on a, on a ribbon. And um, and so then they uh, they had to keep the balloon up in the air, going all the way down the hall until they got to the wizard. I can't remember what the prize was with the wizard. Maybe it was the balloon itself. I have no idea. There were three, so they probably just didn't really care. But and then the cake was um, a map of Oz, all the different lands. Uh, Gilligan country, the Munchkin land, Winky territory and the land of the quadlings from the book um, with a uh, uh, emerald city in the middle and the yellow brick road. It was really cool. That was one of my favorite parties third. And then, uh, yeah, so Peter Pan must have been four. And then five, I think we did a um, it was a, a space theme. And I made him an astronaut costume. And I got a, a plastic fish bowl and I put it over his head. I obviously perforated it so that he could breathe and it was safe. Um, and his friends came dressed as aliens and, and other space characters. And uh, there was a, a playground that he liked to go to uh, that had a giant metal rocket ship. And so that was sort of their playtime. And then... Six years old, gosh, I don't remember, so I'll come back to it. But seven was his Harry Potter birthday, and that was really special too.
4: Cameron, there are so many things that I'd want to say to you now. The thing that I want to share quickly in this minute is the birthday party that me and your dad set up for you when you were four in my backyard and all the children dressed as characters from Peter Pan And we had all of these props that we put up to make it look like the Neverland Island. Your dad set up this big, billowing white silk, blowing in the wind to make it look like it was the Jolly Roger. And I just never forget seeing you stand there um, with this look of wonder in your eyes and looking up at this billowing, beautiful sail that was blowing in the wind. And seeing the look of wonder in your eyes. It's just what is sticking with me today, and I'm thinking of you. Your laughter just resonates in my ears. We miss you. We love you.
2: Did you know that there's another option to buying the one-off disposable COVID 19 masks? Go to JshuWorkshop.com. My friend Jake is 3D printing reusable masks that are washable with soap and water, and they're made of an FDA-approved filament that can kill bacteria and viruses. They can be washed with soap and water and be ready for another use with replaceable filters. Go to letter J S H-O-E Workshop.com right now. Even though I didn't know him, I got to know him through your heart, Gene.
3: I never had children and I was never around children. They were the one unknown in my life. I married a second time to Diane who had three grown children. Her oldest son, Henry, eventually married and produced a baby boy, Cameron. A month after Cameron's birth, we visited the new grandson. While there, I telephoned Happy Mother's Day to my mother, who asked for a picture of me holding grandson Cameron. Although I never held a baby before, though, I did the best I could. And not used to rigid arms, Cameron suddenly awoke in my rigid arms, looked up at me, and laughed a huge belly laugh. I didn't know babies could laugh like that.
2: Sorry I didn't get to meet Cameron. What I know, Cameron's beautiful soul will never be forgotten. He made each day of his papa's life a celebration. Cameron, you are still loved, missed, and cherished. From Cousin Robin. So his seventh birthday Harry Potter theme party was done at a uh, playground called Treasure Island in St. Paul, Minnesota. And he was born, raised, and passed in in the Twin Cities, and uh, it was really a magical place uh, to grow up in those days, with the best community ever to grow up in, and um, and so we had this Harry Potter theme party. He was obsessed with Harry Potter um, at that time. It was in the midst of of the books; uh, not all of them had been written yet, and. Uh, And so I did a a hand-drawing portrait of Cameron as Harry Potter that I used for the invitations. I don't know if anybody still has their Harry Potter birthday party invitation. That would be so cool. Um, I do have the original. um, I think it's in storage, though. Um, And uh, so it was at the park, and we had a... uh, make your own wand, uh, set up. Um, that was really fun. We, we collected a bunch of sticks, I think. Yeah. And then had ribbons and glue and sequins and stones and magical things. And, um, it was BYOB bring your own broom. And the playground was right next to a soccer pitch or in England, they call it a football pitch. And, uh, and we actually played Quidditch on the, uh, the football pitch, which was really, really cool. Um, uh, I have pictures of it. I went as Hagrid, um, and it was just, it it was fantastic. That was one of my favorite birthday parties. Anyway, every year was a different theme party and, uh, he loved, he loved that. And I loved doing that for him. Um, we, uh, We had really magical holidays together, uh, Cameron and I. We, uh, I I really believe in instilling a belief in magic, uh, fairy tale magic, as well as nature magic. Um, And I've got a couple of other stories that I want to tell you about Easter and Halloween and the Tooth Fairy, and those are coming up right after this, Cameron.
0: I just wanted to let you know that all the times you told me what you thought about movies before we went to see them meant a lot to me. It was really fun to have those chats with you on your Caring Bridge page. I also loved, loved hearing about your Epicurean delights. You took such great pleasure in eating and talking about eating. You were a great movie and food critic but my favorite thing you ever did was your MLK video. I watch it every year around his birthday, and it's so special, and it really speaks to who you were. You were a sweet, beautiful, kind, gentle, loving soul. And I miss you, but I love that we have those videos so that we can remember.
2: As more wonderful birthday messages come in for Cameron on Cameron's Feast, I'll be adding them to the very end of this podcast. Stay tuned. Happy birthday, Cameron. We love you. We miss you, but we will always remember your beautiful spirit. So full of light, joy, curiosity and wonder. We also wanted to say how much we have always loved your sweet connection that you share with your Papa. It's more special than you can know. We love you both. Love, Livia and Cassandra. Here's another song offering by my dear friend David Ireland, recorded live last night at the Froster George at Words and Music in Stroud, Gloucestershire, England. Thank you, David. Close your
1: eyes. Have no fear. The monster's gone, he's on the run, and your dad is here. Beautiful, 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 boy. beautiful, beautiful Beautiful, 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 boy Before you go to sleep Say a little prayer Every day, in every way It's getting better and better Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Beautiful boy, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beautiful boy, out of the ocean, sailing away, I can hardly wait see you come of but well, I guess we're both just have to be patient, Cause it's a long way to go, a hard road to home, yes, it's a long way to go, but in the meantime, before you cross the street, take my hand. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Beautiful, 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 beautiful boy. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, boy Before you go to sleep Say a little prayer Every day, in every way It's getting better and better Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Beautiful boy Beautiful 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 boy. beautiful 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 darling beautiful 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 darling, 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 darling well, beautiful
2: From the age of three, Cameron loved school. He loved everything about it. He loved the social aspect of it. He loved learning. He was curious and full of uh, wonder and, and delight at learning new things. He um, learned violin uh, first through third grade. Uh, he studied piano, which he really loved, uh, and also continued his violin lessons. Um, he sang beautifully in fact when he was in sixth grade he um auditioned for and was accepted into advanced madrigals and that was really really cool he was thrilled about that sadly because of his his brain cancer he was not able to um perform with his madrigals group uh but a friend of mine um have the cd and uh of the concert and sent it to me so um that was and they dedicated that that concert to cameron which was really beautiful um in his waldorf foundation which was a private independent school um the kids didn't really have homework the way that kids do in mainstream schools the philosophy is that you're in school all day and that's where you do your schoolwork. And when you go home, you get to play and you get to be a kid and not think about school. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty cool. And, um, you know, you would do projects and things like that, creative projects at home. But uh, but for the most part, there was very little to no homework. And so once he went into mainstream education, um, that changed dramatically. And so Uh, We talked about that, and we decided that rather than uh, make such a dramatic change to where he didn't get to relax and rest after school, which he needed to do, um, he would go and uh, wake up an hour early or two, and we would go to a cafe near the school, do his homework, Um, over breakfast and I would have a cup of coffee and read the paper or do whatever while he was sitting next to me doing his homework. If he needed help, I was right there. He would have a cup of, of hot cocoa and breakfast and he was fresh brained and, and ready to go first thing in the morning. And I think that really helped him. That really helped him improve his uh, attention in school. He felt good about um, having help for his homework when he needed it right there and, uh, handed everything in on time and got good grades. Um, and so, you know, that plus his music and, uh, he was on the swim team at school. I mean, he was so amazing. And I, I always wonder, um, how he, uh, how he might have progressed into high school and beyond. Um, But I can't live in the world of what if, can I? And so I am grateful for the time that he was here and the friends that he made um, in school who still remember him so very fondly. Cameron, you were such a bright and beautiful life in our sixth grade class. Field was lucky to have you and so was every other student there, always asking questions, always caring and kind toward others. We miss you. We are with you always. Happy birthday, Cameron. Love, Tori.
0: Cameron, my name is Valerie. I know your dad, and I've always liked to look at your photos and hear your voice because you were an exceptional, exceptional young man. And although I didn't know you, I miss you, but I'm glad to see the photos from your dad. He'll never, never forget you, and many of us won't either. Missing you.
2: Happy birthday, dear Cameron. Your love brought so many people together from all over the world. Shahida. Halloween was always special for Cameron. He loved dressing up in costumes, even when it wasn't Halloween, I remember he and his buddies when they would come over to the house. They would dress up as, you know, Indian princesses and swashbuckling buccaneers and things like that, and uh, all all kinds of things. If you can imagine it, they dressed up, and uh, Halloween was no exception. Actually, there were three years in a row that Cameron wanted to be Zorro, and I believe that was. Ages three, four, and five, he also wanted me to be Zorro, and so we were Zorros together. And um, I think his his first, his first and second Halloweens, he was a prince. His mm, yeah, there was another one that he was a he was a prince. He was like a. a dragon fighting prince or something. But there were three years in a row, maybe it was four, five, and six, that we were uh, Zoros together. And that was super, super fun. Um, I also loved to face paint on him. He had such a beautiful face. If you have seen the photographs of him, um, he had the, these full red lips and these big eyes with long lashes. He had a curl Um, right in his forehead, he had a cowlick that always formed a a little C curl or a little Superman curl in the corner of his forehead. It was adorable. Anyway, um, he, uh, he went as a vampire one year and there's a photograph that I have of him that I usually post around Halloween on Facebook. Um, that it's just so, it's ghoulish, but it's, it's whimsical and beautiful. Um, I remember the last, uh, his last Halloween, we went as the Frenchman and the mole. <laughs> we always dressed up together. We shared Halloween with friends and, um, I wore a beret and a, a top coat and a, I think a penciled in a mustache or something. And he wore this, um, curly reddish wig and gold rimmed, uh, sunglasses or sunglass type glasses they he popped the lenses out so they were like regular glasses he had a little bit of a a mustache on the corners of his mouth and a big huge mole that he wanted me to draw in the corner of his nostril (laughs) that was really hilarious the frenchman and the mole oh oh halloween very very special times with him and uh he, he would dress up as, as Peter Pan. He would dress up as superhero. Uh, I remember he was one and a half, two years old. When did they start walking? I don't know. He was about two. And uh, I had this old red silk shirt that he loved to tie around his shoulders and zoom around like Superman. So, um, yeah, I, I do miss having that energy. And, and I wonder sometimes... Um, If that would have carried into his adult life. Gosh, adult. Can you imagine? Cameron would be 25 today. 25, quarter of a century. He'd be a full-fledged adult. We uh, had talked about starting some kind of a creative venture together. Um, Since he was really young, we talked about moving to Gloucester, Massachusetts together. And I had been to Gloucester one time. In my life. It was during the time I was studying at the Art Institute of Boston, visual art. And uh, I was studying, among other things, children's book illustration. And uh, my instructor looked over my shoulder and she said, you know, you need to go up to Gloucester to see the light up there. The light is very, very special. And so I went up to Gloucester that afternoon and I saw the light in many, many ways. Uh, I ended up uh, after Cameron's passing i moved there a year later um without knowing a soul i just i i felt compelled uh to move there for 30 years i felt that and uh it turned out to be pretty special in the way that the community not only embraced me but embraced Cameron uh was e- extremely special uh cafe sicilia um in gloucester always provided Uh, Cameron's birthday cake year after year after year during the entire time I lived there. So thank you, Maria and Café Sicilia um, and all of Gloucester for your love and support all those years and um, for bringing Cameron into the fold as well. Gloucester is a city that knows loss. Tens of thousands of fishermen lost to the sea and many, many sons, and so I felt a kinship, and still to this day, and always will, even though I'm not there, I I feel a kinship with Gloucester, Massachusetts, and uh, I know Cameron was there with me, and in life he would have loved Gloucester so much. Happy birthday from Marianne in Gloucester, Mass. Happy, happy birthday, Cameron. You're an amazing soul. I'm so privileged to have been part of past Cameron's Feasts. You have made this world a better place. Joanne Dubray.
5: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Cousin Cam. Happy 25th birthday to you. I just want to let you know that I love you. And I miss you. And I think of you always. and. Your memory and your beautiful, beautiful image lives on in my heart, and I love you always. This is Cousin Karen.
2: Cameron always had a proclivity to flights of fancy and whimsy and magic and and fairy tales, his imagination, and that's something I fostered in him from an early age. Uh, his bedroom was a magical wonderland. I, I painted a huge mural uh, of a castle and a mountain range and a, a night sky with a glow-in-the-dark moon. And uh, it was a pretty special place. Um, he had a uh, what he called his walnut bed. Uh, think Thumbelina. But it was basically a, an oblong papasan chair that had a, a, a little... Pad like a futon mattress in it. And, um, that was his bed for a couple of years until he graduated to bunk beds and he started having overnights with his friends. Um, but it was uh, a very special, uh, special room and a lot of magic happened in that place. Uh, he had a recess in the wall that I guess was built for storage But I wanted that to be his sort of indoor, private, quiet space, Uh, his clubhouse, his treehouse, if you will. In fact, I think I did create, I painted a tree, uh, and then I got an old brass headboard of a bed, and that was his ladder. I put it up on end, and that was his ladder to climb up into his, uh, his little clubhouse. Uh, that was the place where he could draw on the walls and he had all his favorite toys and games and he could go up in there with his friends and there was uh, you know there were fairy lights and uh, it was a really really special special room and uh, and so uh, I'll always remember his first tooth that he lost Um, I wanted to do something a little different than the typical tooth fairy and so um I I printed out in the smallest print possible. I mean, he couldn't really read yet, but you know, he got a magnifying glass and and I read it to him. Um he put the tooth under his pillow, and then the next morning he found this tiny little scroll with with this fancy font in tiny, tiny letters, just sort of saying, Oh, well, congratulations on your first tooth and da 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 da. da. And I didn't want to leave him money for his teeth. Um I wanted to leave him a little gift from the tooth fairy because I I didn't want money to be sort of the motivator for him in his delight. And so um the first tooth I believe I gave him a little carved wooden fox that he had been coveting from the school store. He went to a Waldorf school and there were so many beautiful wonderful handcrafted toys and games and things in the school store and uh he had wanted this little fox and he wanted it so badly it was this cute little baby fox carved out of wood and i said well honey let's let's wait and see you know i don't know i don't know if i can you know afford that right now it's a little expensive and you know, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. Maybe, maybe later for your birthday. Oh, but Papa, it'll be gone. Somebody will buy it. And da, 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 da. So anyway, I went back and I bought the fox. And that's what he got for his first tooth. And that was really, really special. Um, several months later, he had lost his two front teeth, his two bottom teeth. He had the square in the middle of his mouth. And um, I had found a little carved jade hippopotamus that had four teeth with that same gap in the middle. Um, that was really fun. He loved that. Uh, my favorite one, though, was in first grade. And his, his buddies and his teacher will remember this, I think. Um, they would do a little show and tell in class. And uh, that morning he went into school and bragged about having lost another tooth or two. And under his pillow that morning, he got four pair of underwear and a barrel of monkeys. Remember that game, A Barrel of Monkeys, with the little monkeys that interlinked their their hands? Anyway, that was, he, he laughed his belly laugh louder than I think I've ever heard when he got four pair of underwear and a barrel of monkeys. That was really, really fun. My dearest Cameron... Although I never got to meet you in person, you inspire me every day to be a better human being. Your positive outlook and caring, compassionate nature are the epitome of kindness. The world needs more Camerons. I will never forget when you said that if you can't help people physically, you will still help them mentally because you do that with me, Cameron. I so feel your spirit within me daily, and I feel so honored and blessed to have you, your Papa, and Flat Stanley in my life. I will celebrate your 25th birthday with joy, honoring you and the lessons you continue to teach me with a feast and a candle of remembrance, appreciation, and gratitude. I will rejoice in your life and celebrate the Cameron love that we know as Sea Love. I pray that you are well and at peace at the right hand of God. Thank you for all you are and continue to be in my life and in the world. I need and appreciate you dearly, my friend. With much love for all eternity, Christina Cameron. There's an Easter that I remember. Um, I had a partner at the time, and uh, we were hanging around um, the house, and it it was Easter morning. And the day before, Cameron had come up and and he had mentioned to me that um, he knew that there was no Easter Bunny and he knew that, you know, there was no Santa and that it was okay. You know, he, he, he was okay with that. I think he was probably about nine, nine or ten. And, um, you know, and so I thought, oh, okay, pressure's off. I don't have to do any big magical thing for Easter because I had always done a magical thing for every holiday and a, a big magical surprise and something whimsical and fun. So, um, so Easter morning we were all hanging around and Cameron is sort of wandering around the house and he's looking, I, I, he's looking around, he's looking under things. I said, what do you, did you lose something? He said, I don't think he came Papa. I said, what do you mean? He said, the Easter Bunny. I, I don't think he came. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing any eggs or chocolates or toys or anything. I said, oh, well, maybe he's um, maybe he's late or maybe he, he heard you tell me yesterday that, you know, what you thought about him and and Santa Claus and all that. And he just sort of sat down in a huff and was sort of broody and moody. And I said to my partner, um, you know what? I, I think we're out of cream for coffee. So I'm just going to run down to the convenience store. Everything else is closed. Um, but the convenience store, uh, is open. And, um, and so I think I'm just going to run down there and, uh, and pick up some cream for coffee, okay? And I'll be back in a little bit. And so I hightailed it. There was nothing open—not a convenience store, not a supermarket, nothing. But there was a um, a dollar store that was open, and it was run by a Muslim family that I knew and i went down there on a hunch that they would be open on easter so i went down and they were they were open on easter and their stuff was you know i mean it was dollar store stuff and uh i it, what a miracle that was i bought you know all kinds of easter candy i bought i think all the stuffed animals that they had i bought rainbow colored pinwheels and garden ornaments you know that you know cheap plastic spring wing you know, butterflies and dragonflies and stuff like that. And I got ribbons. I got every color that I could think of, of everything I could find. And I drove home, but I drove around the back and went up the alley. I parked in the alley and I snuck into our back garden, which was covered in dog poop. And it was just, we hadn't done the spring cleanup yet. It was, you know, it was still spring And so it was dead leaves, and it was all gray and brown and dog poopy. So um, I I got the shovel, and I shoveled up as much as I could, and I planted all these fake flowers. I bought out all their, their silk and plastic flowers, and I planted them all over the garden. And I put Easter baskets around with stuffed animals hanging from the trees and ribbons and everything you can imagine. I turned it into this Easter wonderland. And, uh, and then I drove back around the front of the house and Cameron hadn't moved a muscle. He was still sitting there, slumped in the chair with his arms folded. And uh, he said, where's the cream? I said, what? Where's the cream? You said you were going to get cream. And I said, oh, well, um, they were out. They didn't have any, so I guess we're just gonna have to drink our coffee black this morning. Uh, would you let the dog out, Cameron? Uh, that we had a dog named Rupert at the time, beautiful Springer Lab mix, very sweet. So I don't feel like it. I said, Cameron, the dog has got to pee, and he's your dog, so you've got to let him out the back. Okay, go ahead and just do it. And so he went out the back. He opened the door and he screamed at the top of his lungs. He came, he came. And it was it was beautiful. He ate all the chocolate and had a great great wonderful time. That was that was one of my favorite Easters of all time. Happy birthday, Precious Angel. Debbie Calhoun Ware. Cameron Your presence is here, full of love and hope, always looking out for your Papa. Barbara Lasovic I'm so excited to mention in this special Cameron's Feast podcast that some of Cameron's words and wisdom are actually uh, being included in the script for an upcoming film uh, based on a book of the same name. It's called A Gift of the Heart. And you can find out more about it at agiftoftheheart.com. Uh, you can help fund the film in Cameron's name. Um, anyway, the creator, writer, producer, director of A Gift of the Heart is Andrew Heller. And he has some words to share for Cameron today.
0: I never got to meet you, Cameron. I got to meet your dad. What a fabulous and amazing human being. Had I got to meet you, I know that you would have been a fabulous and amazing human being, just like your dad. One day when I'm no longer here, I will have the opportunity to meet you. We all miss you, and we're working to make the world a better place. I love you, and I love your dad.
2: To a heavenly spirit, dear, dear Cameron, you're an inspiration. I wish there were visiting hours in heaven. Keep thriving, son. Happy 25th. Nazia.
5: Hi, Cameron. You don't know me. We never got to meet, but I feel like I know you by being blessed to be such close friends with your papa. I'm sorry I never got to meet you. But, you know, seeing your beautiful face in pictures and hearing you talk in videos about wanting to help people, even when you're gone, just really makes my heart smile. I know that you've made me feel inspired and lifted my spirits many times. And I just want to say that I love you and thank you for being so generous to think of others when you you were going through so much yourself. And I'll always be grateful for you, Cameron. I love you.
2: Happy birthday, kid. I'm sure you're listening. Sending much love and hugs. I know you're just a thought away. And you know we are just a short span away till united again. Love you. moi, Uncle K. Dearest Cameron, thank you for guiding your papa to Parenting 2.0 and supporting him in his role of being a father to all the children on the planet, young and old. As Mother Teresa accurately stated, we are all called upon to do great things with love. Mama Marlene. Here's another message from our cousin, Gen Z.
6: I wanted to call in and say happy birthday and say that I believe that energy is something that's continuous. And even though things can look really scary right now as things often do, um, I feel that there's still positive light that surrounds us. And I believe that Cameron is part of that light. And it's that light that will persevere as we're going through these times and times in the future. And I feel grateful to have Cameron's energy and all of that other positivity, which I believe will emanate even more strongly on his birthday. And so I love you. Um, I love you, brother-cousin. And I will talk to you soon. Happy birthday again. Bye.
2: Cameron and I would often have very deep philosophical conversations about life and about spirituality. He would ask me about God and he would ask me about um, all kinds of things. And very often um, these conversations would happen at the Vietnamese restaurant uh, in Minneapolis, Quang it was, and we would go for pho, this big, big bowl of uh, seafood pho that he loved. And so uh, we were sitting over a bowl of pho. Um, This was probably three months before his passing, um, when he could still, you know, function. And just before a major downturn. And so we were sitting and eating our meal. And uh, I can't remember what we were talking about or contextually how it came up, the concept of heaven and hell. But I asked him. I said, "Well, what do you think about all that?" Now, I I didn't give him any kind of a, a specific religious upbringing. I always felt that um, I didn't want to impose upon him a spiritual path. I felt that that's something very personal that needs to be discovered uh, by the individual. And but I still I wanted to give him um, the the opportunity to explore and given many experiences. So obviously I was raised in the Jewish faith. And so we would go to the synagogue services and we would celebrate the, the holy days and festivals at home. Um, He uh, you know, we would go to churches and we would celebrate Christmas as well. And Easter Um, we would go to Buddhist temple. We would go to a mosque and we would, we would meet people of all faiths and, and so that he was exposed to everything. And he could make up his own sort of, you know, resonance or not make it up, but, but find his own resonance with, with a spiritual path. And so, um, anyway, I was curious, um, not having given him any doctrine about the afterlife, knowing that it was, you know, he would be meeting it fairly soon. And um, And he said, well, Papa, I don't think... It's a place you go after you die. I think it's the life that you choose to live while you're here. You can live a life that's heavenly, or you can live a life that's from hell. And he was 12 at the time, and I I said, Oh, um, I think I, I agree with you. Can you give me an example of somebody who lives a heavenly life? He said, Well, we do, Papa. And that really struck me, because here was a kid who was about to be done with his physical life, who uh, who looked back on his life, on our life together as a heavenly life, um, being of service, uh, you know, loving humanity and animals and, um, you know, being helpers in the world and... I just wanted to share that story because I, I think that uh, right now in our, in our time, um, some people can look at this time as being heavenly, this time of isolation and introspection and meditation on how to be better, how to make the world better, how to be helpers in the world. Um, or it could be a, a living hell for people. And um, according to Cameron, it was a choice. So um, maybe that'll inspire some of you that are feeling like you're in a living hell at the moment um, to shift your perspective a little bit, perhaps, and, and look at the good that can come out of this, this time. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening, and thank you for celebrating Cameron's life with me. And um, if you're interested in, in sharing this podcast, please do. The more subscribers we have the more sponsors we'll have. The more listeners we have, the more sponsors we'll have. That's the way this social media thing works, and uh, we appreciate your support, and we will look forward to seeing you again next week, next Thursday, and every Thursday. Keep checking in, and if you have any questions or if you have ideas for future podcast themes, uh, please visit henryallen.org or send me an email at henry at henryallen.org thanks everybody and keep up the good work in making this world a better place just like cameron bye your generous sponsorship and individual support of the lost traveler podcast benefits the lost travelers club a charitable project under the fiscal sponsorship of United Charitable, a non-profit 501c3 organization. The Lost Travelers Club focuses primarily on the needs of parents who have outlived their beloved children. We recently launched our new Brain Candy Project wing, providing art supplies to children still struggling with critical or terminal health-related conditions. We hope to raise enough funds to launch Brain Candy, an arts and literature magazine created by and for these young people. Find out more at www.braincandy.online. Thank you.
7: Hello, Bright Angel Cameron. This is TC. I miss you, and this one is for you. White coral bells upon a slender stalk, lilies of the valley deck my garden walk. Oh, don't you wish that you could hear them ring? That will happen only. When the fairies sing I know now that you are with the fairies and you are happy there We miss you here I hope your journey has been good May it remain so for you And hello Henry Allen in Spain it is your good friend David Wesson in Boston. And I'm calling on this day of Cameron's birthday to thank Cameron because without him I would have never met you. And all of the work that we have done together, all of the kids that we got to teach, they're all inspired by the presence of Cameron. Every show that we did together before before the show went up that first night, you would always say if it wasn't for Cameron, we wouldn't be doing this work. And we always felt his presence. So thank you, Cameron, and happy birthday.
2: Just wishing uh, you all the best, uh, remembering uh, all the good times with Cameron. And uh, he's always with us and in our hearts and minds and spirits. And... Um, It's always uh, good to uh, be together, for all of us to be together, uh, in body or in spirit, and uh, with much love and devotion. This is Grandpa from Delray Beach, Florida.
0: I see you. Is that you, Cameron? I see you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cameron. We love you.